Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a pop culture news. <laughs> and we're going to give some recommendations and chit chat and hopefully talk a little bit about the movie, but sometimes we don't. <laughs> Wait, why did you have a weird reaction to my name? I don't know. I think it, I think, well, I didn't have a weird reaction to your name. I sometimes forget the name of our show right before I say it. Like, you know, whenever we had to do like SCTC, <laughs> this is very theater. Yes, okay. Like, you're like, hello, my name is Laura Young yeah. and I'm number 67. Cause you're like, I'm number 67, I'm number 67. And the moment you go to say it, you're like, am I? yes okay yeah. okay so julie mm-hmm. recommendations oh i'm so glad you asked oh, for what? okay so class of 07 okay on uh amazon prime mm-hmm. somebody recommended it to me okay. and i wish i wish i could remember who to give them credit but they recommended it to me as a yellow jackets but a comedy Okay. Which intrigued me, even though I've never seen Yellow Jackets, mm-hmm. um, unless Showtime would like to sponsor me. I know. <laughs> so it's an Australian boarding school. Okay. And it is a all girls boarding school, and it is their class of 07 reunion. Okay. And this is all like the, the first five minutes. Um, an apocalypse happens, an apocalyptic event happens. So it's basically them surviving. Uh, because the boarding school was on high ground. So it's them surviving. Um, and it's hilarious and also like fascinating and also beautiful. And there's like a huge element of like feminism in it. Um, and they're just, they're dealing with the shit that never got resolved for them in high school, which, oh. I mean, how much of that do we have? Mm hmm. Not me. I'm completely healed. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did not mean to laugh so boisterously at that. No, it's it's a you know me enough to laugh boisterously. If you were like someone I didn't know, I'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I meant it." Yeah. Um, my recommendation is: uh, Do you want to be a salad girly, but you don't want to like find all the stuff to put in your salads every single day, etc. They make pre-made salad packets that are like three to four dollars and they come with the salad, like the the roughage, the cheese, the dressing, and the accoutrement. So if you get like a like an avocado ranch bacon, it comes with all the salad, the avocado ranch dressing, and the bacon bits. If you get the Asian, like the Thai cashew or the Asian chopped, it comes with like the roughage the cashews, the specially made salad. It is, I'm so excited, but I buy like six of them and then I take them to work and I have a big giant bowl that I put them in every day and then I get my salad, but it feels like something like new and fresh and it feels like I went out to like an expensive restaurant to get it. So is this Taylor Farms? No, like there's like a billion different people who do it. Okay. Cause I also love bag salads Uh and we specifically get ours um because we go to sprouts they have a brand called taylor farms that's usually there Uh and i always get like the sweet kale salad but they just introduced a green goddess flavor that i'm really excited about is it a flavor 
It's not a flavor. They just introduced a new one. Like packet? Yeah, a new style, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm so also a big fan stopped. of the, the salad, bag salads. And if you're at home and eating the bag salad, mm-hmm. you can go wild and add a protein. Yes. Yes. Or get a whole bunch of bag salads and then get like a packet of grilled chicken. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then bring that in. So here's my question for you, because I, I love that we're talking bag salads. Yes. Um, I have I have a problem, not just related to bag salads, but in general, where I sort of like forget the things I have in the fridge. Mm. And then I'm like, oh, no, this thing has gone bad. Mm-hmm. How do you like eat what you have? I'm so glad we're talking about this. So <laughs> we're a bag salads podcast now. Um, I have, so I, you and I live different lives, right? So, (laughs) wow, you know what I mean? Like I, you know, we're uh, different people, Julie. I finished my bag salads. No, no, no. What I was going to say is that I don't buy a lot of groceries. Like my groceries look like I'm a bachelor male. Um, like the typical, I know that that's a stereotype, but yeah, I like options. Yeah. So, and so what I do is I buy literally enough for five days and then I stack my salads in order of expiration date my bag of salads right now and then I buy at least five or six bag of salads and then I buy three like other meals like you know some chicken and brussels sprouts some to the you know whatever and I buy two snacks and then that gives me like a little room if I go out um oh and also breakfast but whatever um so that's kind of how I'm doing it I still have some left over but the bag salads I have a lot less left over than I did when I was like I'm gonna buy this giant tub of spinach yes oh gosh <laughs> just wait <laughs> so yeah so that's my I, like I don't know because like if that will work because it's just me and my household too so yeah I'm just like and this uh, this is forever well eventually we'll get to the movie this is a forever my problem is that i like options mm-hmm. so like i will over order at a restaurant mm-hmm. rather than have like one thing on my plate mm-hmm. like if it's like oh and this doesn't come with a side i'm like well now i gotta order a side not because i'm gonna eat it all but because i want options yeah. but then i go through the spiral of like um the the grandmother and mother guilt trip about finishing your plate oh my gosh right and then i will finish my plate and then i'm overeating so i I have a lot to unpack so much i went to texas roadhouse with a friend of mine the other day and i did not finish my plate like like a lot like where i had like half a chicken left and a whole bunch of veggies left and I was, I, it was like a lot of self-work of going, because mm-hmm. I was like, I know I can finish this and then be very angry at myself. Or I can just say like, no, let it go. So I had a good like 10 minutes where I was like negotiating with myself. Like, you don't have to finish it. You don't have to. Just Do it- you then like take it home and then don't finish it at home? I am not. Allowed that's to like the lie home. I tell myself. Oh, I am not a leftover girly. I, this is another thing to unpack, but I come from like a family that 
my grandmother and my great grandmother kept things. My grandmothers kept things in the fridge too long. Mm-hmm. And so I get really scared about spoiled food, which is another reason why my fridge kind of looks like a bachelor's fridge. Cause I'm like, I got to eat it or it's going, I'm cleaning it out. I'm cleaning it out. So. So really everybody ultimately wants to be the middle ground between our two deep extremes. <laughs> and if you're that person, please write in at. <laughs> and tell us how to do it. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram at. Um, so Julie, let's talk about this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's see what yeah, we came yeah. here to do. Um, <laughs> so the movie um, I picked because I need, I'm doing a Jane Austen event, so I need to do lots of Jane Austen research. And so I thought we'd start off with a banger, which is <laughs> 2022's uh, Netflix original movie, Persuasion, um, starring Dakota Johnson and Cosmo Jarvis, based on the Jane Austen novel. And then here is what Google tells us. When Frederick Wentworth, the one who got away, crashes back into Anne Elliot's life, she must choose between putting the past behind her or listening to her heart when it comes to second chances. Mm. It was given a 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb and a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes. If, if I were to review the review... Yeah, of course. That's why we're here. I'd give the, <laughs> I'd give the review like a 6. Okay. Well, because like that's what the book's about and that's what the story is about. That's not what makes this film this film. Mm-hmm. Um the I had not watched it before. Did you watch it before? I was like, let's do it. No. Okay. Cool. Julie, your thoughts. Okay, so uh I have never read Persuasion. That's like mm-hmm. It's one of her lesser knowns, but of everyone I know that likes Jane Austen, it's also one of their favorites. Mm-hmm. So I do know that uh, people are fiercely protective over persuasion. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, uh... <laughs> Let me help I you out. Here's the thing. <laughs> I don't want to be mean. No, I'll be, I, I, I don't think that, I don't think I'll be mean. I don't think anyone was bad in this. I was just like, oh my God. I just think they, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, so there are a few points in the movie where they modernize it so much, where she's like, here's a playlist that he made me. And she pulls out sheet music and she says like, he's a 10 um, and stuff like that, where they modernize it. But it's like very view it kind of goes like bloop 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 throughout the movie and it's like if you're gonna do it then go hard it's like this movie the entire movie besides dakota johnson and even she pops in and out of it Mm -hmm. was a a true jane austen period piece and then just her narration and her like looks to camera every once in a while is what made it not that and they like if you're gonna do it just do it harder i felt like they didn't they were scared to do it (laughs) 
Yeah. Go, like, commit to the whatever you're committing to. Yes. Because yeah. um, I, I just thought, you know, I think she's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know of her because I actually didn't watch Fifty Shades of Grey. So it took a little bit longer for me to sort of be aware of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw, like, some Thanksgiving movie she did with Kristen Stewart. And that was when I was like, oh, I really like this actress. Did you? Actress. What am I, 1960? I really like this actor. Did you read Fifty Shades of Grey at bookstore under slash gal? Um, I tried because mm-hmm. what I mean, like as a as a side tone, as a bookseller, like I try to read like everything, like yeah. not just like the things I like. So if something's super popular, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try and read it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really couldn't get into it. Yeah, I didn't. It, like I didn't like I just didn't like him and I just didn't like how like we were all supposed to think he was so sexy and root for them getting together and I was like you you two could just not I was about 120 pages in to the first book and like I read some dark stuff so that's your jam no judgment just not for me and I'll and listen, I'm gonna give this book some credit because this book launched an entire like genre mm-hmm. of writing. Yeah. Um like book talk would not be a thing. Yeah. And like it has like made the opportunity for, you know, friends of mine to have careers yeah. in writing because of this genre. But it's just, I don't know. I, you know, I think sometimes the people that are like the pavers that pave the way mm-hmm. aren't necessarily the best at the craft. They're, they're the person that makes the opportunity and we can still be thankful for them for that. Yeah. And there's, there are so many things that like we, I was looking back at uh, we, my friends and I have been watching like old movies in the movie theaters and like we watched Land Before Time, which is a great film, but has like animation-wise compared to what we see now, mm-hmm. some like oh whoa whoa that's a weird style okay um and mm. but they I'm sure no one expected me to compare Fitchers to Great Land Before Time. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is what we're here for. <laughs> but um. But just going like, well, of course, because it's one of, like someone stepped out, did their own thing. They're trying something new. And then 20 years later, of course, it's better than it was, you know, mm-hmm. so 50 shades. And it's like, yeah, we're we are honing in on and like perfecting and practicing this thing. So, yeah. So back to the movie and. I, I, I think this is I think this was also my problem with um Willow when they did mm-hmm. the show is that like I I love the melding of of modern and period in one movie mm-hmm. when it works or one TV show or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I think the way they do it in Bridgerton works. I think the way they do it in um what was the movie we watched rosalind mm-hmm. i feel like rosalind is like a pitch perfect example of it yeah. working yeah but when it doesn't work like when i watched willow and it was like okay the the 
younger characters are in a different TV show than the older characters because it's a like it's two different styles. Yeah. When it doesn't work, it's jarring to me, and it didn't like the the looks to the camera were not enough to feel like this is happening. So yeah. every time they did happen, it like took me out for a second. It, it reminds me of when you go back and watch like season one of Sex and the City when she like talks and looks to camera and then like mm-hmm. season two it's just voiceover yeah I I think it's that whole they all what you said like they all need to be in the same show mm-hmm. it's very clear that Dakota Johnson although like a lovely performance her at least her character and she was directed to be in a different movie than all of these other characters behind her yes yeah like it it yeah and the netflix like uh blurb Mm -hmm. literally compares it to bridgerton it says bridget jones meets bridgerton yeah and i think when i i wrote that down too because when i saw that i was like or you could be your own thing like you could be inspired by but the fact that they use that in their description is them trying to like grab grab that and not necessarily make an their own entity you know and it it does also bother me because like she's great like she is great and i'm like you wasted a jane austen movie Mm -hmm. and you didn't give her the like material she deserved well, and and the and I was also like, this isn't the story that has that like snark to it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't think it has that millennial snark. I think it is, you know, and just compared to like Emma, which I'm sure we'll watch yeah. if we can find it free. Um, <laughs> the new Emma, you <laughs> know, or it for free, love it. Yeah, um, that there, you know, it it has the same emotional gravity is pride and prejudice and so i just don't think it's the place for that like side eye snark mm-hmm. that they that they gave her and especially because like everyone acted superbly the costumes and the sets were flawless and yeah i will say a few standout performances one of my favorites was the sister mary mm-hmm I thought she would I was like that's the movie I want to see like the one that she's in (laughs) Mm. um I also I didn't even realize this but have you been watching Daisy Jones and the Six um no because I want to like give it space and time it starts in Pittsburgh fun fact oh I know that's why I assumed you were watching it yeah, no, I, that's why I'm like, I'm going to give it space and time. Did they actually film it in Pittsburgh? They didn't, which is so weird because everyone else and their mother films in Pittsburgh. That is interesting. Yeah. It's like when The Last of Us wasn't in Pittsburgh either. I was like, we're right here filming us. Yeah, but they didn't even set the, that part of the game or the series in there yeah. which was weird mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, so now I'm second guessing myself, but mm -hmm. I swear when I was looking this up on IMDb, mm -hmm. I swear it said that Sookie Waterhouse was in it, who is in Daisy Six. Yeah. I no, she's in it. Right? She is, right? Yeah. Which is weird because when you go to her her IMDb, you can't see it. I don't know. Anyway, well, I really like her in Daisy Jones and the Six. Um, I am currently looking and it's like cast Dakota Johnson, Cosmo Ferris, Cosmo Jarvis, Suki Waterhouse. She's third listing. Yeah. But hers doesn't have hers doesn't have um a name under it. Interesting. Maybe she got cut. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, hers everyone else has their character name under her them and she does not. Mm-hmm. <gasps> dun dun dun. What a mystery. That's a thing like that a lot of people don't if you're not in the entertainment industry, you don't realize is that there are so many roles that you have in film and television that like nobody ever sees especially when you're young in your career, because they're cut for time. They're like, oh, we actually didn't need that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, I don't know if that's what happened, but I think a lot, you know, you're like, oh, I got this role on this thing. And people are like, yay. And then the day that the, you still get paid and whatever, but the day the episode premieres, you're like, oh, yeah. I was supposed to be there. Um, It was also... <laughs> interesting watching them like navigate the um the fact that william elliott henry golding's character is her cousin yes because there that connection when in jane austen's era and with her contemporaries is totally appropriate mm -hmm. but now it's like oh actually we actually don't want to see a love story where she ends up with her cousin yeah i also thought it was interesting like how they had him just like fully make out with on them. the street on the street i was like what now i'm out i was like still kind of rooting for because the movie it starts off very like snarky millennial and then it gets, like gets into its stride where it kind of like transforms a little bit more into like what you want from a Jane Austen movie and then that moment where they're just making out in the street you're like okay and now I'm back because I want I want forbidden hand touches I'm not here we we have our specific tone that we like mm -hmm. well out of this movie like I love a good I love a good makeout scene but yeah oh yeah yeah let me see. I do like the fact that it was the only thing that there was a warning about when you start the movie is is some suggestive references. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, this is so specific, but Love. the glassware in that movie, like mm -hmm. those like curved top drinking goblets that they drink things out of and oh. like just like the regular like, you know, rocks styles glasses mm -hmm. i would i like i have a note i was like i would like to be a goblet drinker 
my Nancy Young um, is a goblet drinker. She doesn't drink wine, but she drinks all of her Diet Coke out of goblets. Yeah, I want to be a goblet gal. Um, hashtag goblet gal. New merch coming out. <laughs> um, I can make that happen for you, Julie. Do you want some goblets? Oh, you cut out. <gasps> do you want some goblets? I do want some goblets. Okay, I can make that happen for you. I gotta, and I know a girl. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll do a little switch when you come to visit, cause yes, that's my thing. I'm looking forward to it's happening soon. Um, are you specifically? To, there's one. There's one drinkware that stands out in my mind. You may be talking about others, but the one where her and Mr. Elliot are talking on the couch and her sister's playing piano in the back and it has a flared little lip. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Is that the one you were talking about? Yes. And then later she drinks out of just like a, a glass glass, like a shorter glass. Mm-hmm. And it almost I feel like it has like gold design on it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Beautiful. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. I think bringing back fancy drinkware needs to happen. Yes. I think there are certain things in life that just can be fancy. And um, I don't want to, I'm not going to do a shameless plug, but a, a dear friend of mine opened up a um, home decor store mm. online and her drinkware oh. makes me cry. It's so beautiful. Okay, wait. You can't drop that and not okay. drop the name. It's called Anakua House. A N A C U A. Um, and the stuff's amazing. Most of her stuff is not available on Amazon. Some of her candles are all wonderful. Um, and she's my best friend from elementary school. A N A C U A. Mm-hmm. I was at a gala uh, for one of the theaters in town, like their fundraising gala. And oh, I found it. Oh, yeah, you're you're like yeah, you're living your life out there. I love it. I, I, I am. I, a friend of mine, his wife couldn't make it, so I went with him. But they had it was a uh, spring themed because they just did steel magnolias, so they had pink goblets for your water. And they were all like pale pink. Oh, so good. All right, Julie, anything else? No, just the goblet. I'm glad I got that in there. (laughs) Well, Julie, one out of 10 goblets for a goblet gal. What would you give this movie? Mm, Like a four. Mm -hmm. It just didn't change my life the way I wanted it to. And I know not every movie is going to change your life, but also could it, it, I just wasn't entertained. Yeah, I think I'd give it a five. Um, I yeah, think I was. One. No, I think, it, but also I haven't seen the heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm sure, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen Emma yet. I haven't seen Pride and Prejudice. I haven't seen, so. Um. Yeah. And I think that's mainly like, I think everyone did a great job. I think it was so close to being there and uh, the costumes and the sets were phenomenal and, and the drinkware. So Julie, what do you have to look forward to? 
I am looking forward to your visit, Laura. Um, you're going to be here like pretty much a month from now. Yeah, like a month and a week. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 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 excited about that. Um I'm excited to spend time with you and uh I'm extending my my leave a little bit. Um so I'm going to get some more time with the bebe before I go back. I I will piggyback. I'm also very very excited to come out there. I haven't been with you all for over a year. So that's crazy pants. Um, the last year was crazy pants. I'm excited to meet your baby and um, go to Sprouts for the first time. You gotta get your Sprouts opinion. Gotta. I. I. Uh, I am a tiebreaker, ladies and gentlemen. Um, in the Sprouts war. So speaking of that, thank you for listening, listeners. Uh, like, review, subscribe, buy our merch, all that fun stuff. Um. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for listening. I got nothing else. Um, I'm just excited. So uh, the sun is shining right now for once in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So uh, anyway, thank you for listening and bye. Culture Period Peace Podcast is a member of the Trident Network. To catch more of our podcasts, live shows, and videos, head over to the Trident Network.com. <laughs> <laughs>